Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going now? Not too bad. Welcome back to Perth. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty lonely last week when I did the episode. Solo, solo. Yeah, solo. It's quite weird as well. I've never done solo before, (laughs) but not too bad. Okay. Uh, How's the flight back? Do you catch any virus on the way? Uh, There are a few people coughing, and so it's a bit sort of... Bit scary, but obviously you've got dry coughs as well as we did before the coronavirus. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty tense on the flight, but made it back in one piece, and that's yeah. good. Any uh, restriction on the plane or anything of like that that they're uh, implementing? Not so much when I was flying back um, because of the travel bans and stuff, because it was only just interstate, so it was fine. Yep. Um, but I guess we'll be seeing that soon if things don't get better. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, things start getting quite hard now with the 17 new cases in WA mm. yesterday. That was just pretty bad. In one day, it's yeah. almost doubled. I just hope that they can sort of stop it early, not mm. don't become like Italy or France, thing like that. It's yeah, full lockdown. Day. Yeah. Um, how about toilet paper? Toilet paper, oh, just getting through. Oh, yeah? Seems all right, but um, having to minimise... As opposed to back in the day when you could just let it flow. Yeah, I know. And just yeah. Only two pieces at a time now. Two, oh, not three. Not even two. Oh just damn. One half. Sometimes just reuse. You fold it in half. <laughs> Recycle. Respect. Uh, so uh, oh, on other news, saw you on the chase chaser. Oh Australia. yeah yeah yeah. It was a uh, very intense. Yeah. And I won't reveal the uh, outcome just in case anyone wants to watch it, but. Yeah. Would recommend. Yeah. Do you like my uh, pressure cooker joke? Pressure. Oh, very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Um, d- do you know what season or like episode? That's his season 9, episode 52, something like that. So uh, if anyone wants to watch it. It's on YouTube. Just go yeah. now. Can watch I'm pretty it. sure you're on the the cover picture because I, tr- yeah. I looked it up on yeah. 7 plus. Yeah, I'm on the cover picture. The so they, they picked the right guy. Right guy. Right nice. guy for the job. Guess what? Futsal's are being postponed now. Oh, no. So I've got no spot for the next. So you can't win, but you can't lose. Uh, no, good good point. Good, yeah, yeah, but, so. but I haven't exercised now for like two weeks. Don't know what to do. Uh, Might have to go for a run later. Oh, but carefully. Not with a big crowd. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a park there. I can that's do fine. it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, since um, I suppose with the toilet paper issue such a big thing, uh, we'll, start, we'll discuss about this angle this week so mm-hmm. constipation and diarrhea is the topic for this week um so let's start with constipation yep so basically there's a wide variation in what someone could consider to be normal bowel function because we're all different so constipation is generally described as infrequent defecation so usually less than three times a week um, with stools that are considered to be hard uncomfortable and difficult to pass so basically you need to strain or you're feeling like you haven't completely evacuated your bowels. Yeah, it's pretty sad, eh? So, I mean, everyone's different. You could go... Your normal could be, what, three times a day? or Three, three times, times a day? day. Yeah. So I don't have time for that, man. <laughs> Just in between. I've only done, like... Uh, oh, we're crossing I, this line, are we? Uh, <laughs> I might as well just cross it, seeing people uh, fighting. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm really regular. <laughs> <laughs> like, every morning, 7 o'clock. That is my uh, golden time. Like Sheldon Cooper. Golden yeah. time. It's like golden time. Th- that's why I try to eat breakfast before that or mm. after that. Because if you eat while 
What during? During the seven o'clock time, the, you uh, got to run. You got to run. Yeah. Um. So I suppose before we go a bit deeper, we need to talk about the stool. Yep. So what what are they? So, uh, food nutrients. Uh, when you eat, it will be absorbed into your small intestine, mm-hmm. and then all the waste product, byproduct of the metabolism, it will be massaged down. Uh, the length of the large intestine by wave of muscular contraction, which we call peristalsis, is will be the term that we'll be using during this podcast. Once the excess water is removed, the waste is temporarily stored in the rectum. The anus is a muscular ring, sphincter, that can be opened and will allow the removal of the feces. Uh, water makes up about three-quarters of the fecal content, while the rest is composed of solids, including undigested fibers, intestinal bacteria, and dietary fats. So what goes in must come out. Yeah. Mm. So I guess there's a lot of other factors. So one of them being lifestyle. So basically how you live your life could be actually one of the reasons you may be experiencing constipation. So just a few to list out. So a change in routine. So like you were saying, if you're not regularly going at 7 a.m., mm. that could possibly lead to constipation if you hold it off. Yeah, throughout the day. So, like, normal bowel motions depend on the regular and rhythmic contractions of the bowels. So, this is the part of the body's internal clock. So, it's like your 7 a.m. And so, if it's upset, it can change in routine. And so, this is most commonly seen with shift workers and travelers. So oh, yeah. catching flights and stuff. I don't know about you, but I can't go on a plane yeah. just because of turbulence. I used to be able to when I was a kid, but yeah. now, I don't know, just germs. Just All germs. I see is germs. <laughs> and it's actually pretty gross though. Because like, imagine you, you're in it and then turbulence, is, Turns, the uh, aim is not right. Yeah, gone. Uh, <laughs> so never go after the seatbelt signs have come off. Oh, definitely. I don't so. think they'll let you go anyway. I don't know, like once it's done, just in case there's someone in there. And True. Mm. The next lifestyle factor is low-fiber diet. So as fiber is indigestible, it adds to the bulk of your feces, making it easier to go along the digestive tracts. So there's two broad types. There's soluble and insoluble. So the soluble fibers help soften the feces, and the good sources of soluble fiber include legumes, fruits, and vegetables which I guess we'll be eating more of seeing as meat is gone out of stocks and stuff. Um, Insoluble fibers adds to the bulk, so it helps move it more quickly. And sources of these are wheat bran, whole grain breads, and cereals. Another common one is insufficient water. So the fiber in the feces will only plump up with water. And so the constipation can occur from high fiber diet if insufficient water is consumed. Now the next one, lack of regular exercise, which if nah, I'm probably no, I'm, I'm still being going okay. <laughs> still going okay, okay. So living the sedentary lifestyle or being restricted in movement, um, this, say if someone's um, disability could be causing that, um, could be a common cause of constipation. Um, another one is a tendency to put off going to the toilet. So say you need to go and you just put it off, um, it might make it more difficult to pass. Uh, so regularly ignoring this urge may make your body less sensitive to normal uh, signals to go to the toilet. Another big one is pregnancy. Um, so I'm sure you would have heard a lot of pregnant women coming to the pharmacy. Definitely. And just saying that they're constipated. 
Um, so the action of hormones, it reduces the activity and the pressure of the growing uterus against the intestines, meaning that it's more common in pregnancy yep. to be constipated. Advancing age, so nothing's really coming in our favor at the moment. So um, it's more common in the elderly as well. This still is, going okay. Yeah, still going, still going okay. okay. Yep, yep. Nice. Um, so this can be for a number of internal factors, in, including reduced intestinal muscle contractions and a reliance on regular medications. So that's the other thing, being on a lot of powerful painkillers. Oh, yeah. That can definitely be a factor. And the last one we've got here is illness. So a period of illness so resulting in, say, being in hospital or bed rest um, can result in constipation, which goes back to what we said before, like a change in routine. Shyness, so if it's a new area, you might not want to go. Yep. Um, not eating as well. And then um, pain relief medications, like we said before, such as morphine. Um, short-term treatment with laxatives is usually needed, but it can be overlooked quite easily. Yeah, that's so right. Let's go into that. Yeah. So those are the um, lifestyle. So the next few are medical causes of constipation. So we've got slow transit. So some people naturally pass motion less often than most people. It seems their bowel's pacemaker may be less active. These individuals are more likely to become constipated with minor change in their routine. Uh, anal fissure. Uh, a tear in the lining of the anus the person may resist going to the toilet because it's quite painful obstruction the rectum or the anus may be partially obstructed by for example hemorrhoid or rectal prolapse um, you've got the hernia and abdominal hernia can reduce intra-abdominal pressures which make it more difficult to pass motion uh, abdominal or gynecology surgery, a combination of change in routine, strange surrounding, post-op pain, uh, opioid um, analgesic is important cause of constipation. Um, irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, so characterized by abdominal pain, bloating, and either constipation or diarrhea. We got problems with the endocrine system, such as your thyroid. Uh, so in this case, is low thyroid level. You got diabetes or hypo pituitarism. Uh, you got tumor, which cause blockage in the area. Uh, disease of the central nervous system. So like multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, or stroke are associated with increased susceptibility to constipation. So there's quite a few reasons that most of us would experience constipation eventually um so with any sort of condition there are uh, complications that come with it so these could include include fecal impaction so the lower bowel and rectum become quite packed with the feces that the muscles of the bowels can't push any of it out um, there's fecal incontinence so an overfull bowel can result in involuntary dribbling of diarrhea um, hemorrhoids, like you said before, so constant straining to open the bowels can then damage the blood vessels that are in the area. Uh, rectal prolapse, so the constant straining pushing pushes the uh, section of the le rectal lining out of the anus. And urinary incontinence, so the constant straining weakens your pelvic floor muscles and that makes the involuntary passing of urine more likely, especially even just like coughing, sneezing, or even laughing. Oh, yeah. So That's why you do it every day? <laughs> so basically like when someone says oh I'm going to laugh so hard I'll pee mm. that's an actual thing yeah 
Um, so in terms of treatment, there's a lot of type of laxative. So we go through different types and like their pros and cons as well. So the first one, we got the stool softener. So example can be Docuset, liquid paraffin, Polysema. Uh, so basically what they do is they, you can derive it from the name, is soften the stool by assisting mixture of water into feces. Uh, may also increase intestinal fluid secretion. So with because of how it works, you need to drink a lot of water with it to be effective. effective. If you don't drink enough, it's not going to do much. Uh, with this type of medication, it takes about 24 hours, uh, between 18 to 24 hours for it to be, you see the full effectiveness. Um, the next one is the stimulant laxative. Oh, yep. So basically these stimulants act by a direct stimulation of your nerve endings in the colonic mucosa. And so that increases the intestinal motility. So this is moving the feces along. And so that may also cause accumulation of water and electrolytes in the colonic lumen. Uh, so there are a few precautions that you want to um, have before taking these. So intestinal obstruction or partial complete, definitely no, because that's something that needs to be looked at at a different angle, yep. just because that could be more dangerous. You could get more tearing depending yep. on what it is. Uh, acute abdominal conditions, so appendicitis, big no-no. Inflammatory bowel condition, so that definitely has to um, get looked at by a doctor just to make sure everything's okay. Uh, dehydration, um, so avoiding high doses or prolonged juice, otherwise you'd have to monitor it more closely. Uh, stimulants that are the laxative group, most often associated with laxative misuse, so yeah. you don't want to be overusing those. That's right, because uh, sort of it'll be sort of not effective after a while as mm. well if you keep using it because lazy bowel lazy that's bowel. a syndrome yeah mm. uh, the next group is the osmotic laxative so the name osmotic sounds like osmosis so which means that we're talking about the movement of the water so osmotic laxative attract waters and keep it inside your colon so this action allows osmotic laxative to hydrate and soften stool and unblock the system without causing harsh gastrointestinal side effect like the uh, stimulant we talked previously. So the example of this one can be glycerol, macrogol, lactulose, sorbitose. So glycerol and sorbitol are non-absorbable sugars. So it draw water into the feces and then cause gas. Like think of it when you have like artificial sugar in your gum or things like that. Some people yeah. get diarrhea with it. Mm. Or like Pepsi Max or Coke Zero or something That's like that. Yeah. yeah, people tend to get diarrhea with those because they are non-absorbable sugar um again you got to drink enough water with this one because if not enough water it's not going to be effective yeah. it take about five to 30 minutes um for some of them but can be up to 24 hours uh the uh and there's some other type of laxative as well so uh you got the bulk forming mm -hmm. so you got the psylliums or ispagula which is basically added, added fibers or absorb water into the colon to increase fecal bulk, which stimulate peristalsis activity. However, it is contraindicated in the opioid-induced constipation because what happened in that case is your uh, in when pe for people who are taking opioid, their bowel is not moving. So if you're just building the bulk there, but it's nothing moving. So it just caused impaction. 
big obstruction. Yep. And this type of uh, laxative might take a couple of days for you to see the effects. And the other one is an opioid receptor antagonist called methylnetrexone. So it acts on these things called mu opioid receptor um, as an antagonist, and it blocks that constipating effect of the opioids in the GI tract. But it has limited ability to cross the blood-brain barrier, so therefore it doesn't antagonize the analgesic effects. Yeah. That's pretty handy. Uh, And the last one is called Procalopride. Is a very new prescription medication, so you can't just get it off the shelf. Those that we mentioned above, a uh, majority of them can get off the shelf. Um, so this one is a 5-HT4 receptor agonist, so it's like a serotonin receptor in your that inside your uh, GI tract. Um, it's a new medication, so there's still a lot that's going on into research for it, but it seems quite effective. Yeah. So that's the constipation side of it. So I guess we can just delve right into the opposite spectrum, which is diarrhea. So diarrhea is the frequent passing of loose, watery, and unformed feces. So acute diarrhea is the sudden onset of three or more loose stools per day. So lasting less than 14 days. The most common cause of acute diarrhea is an infection of the intestines. So this can include food poisoning or gastroenteritis. Uh, viruses are also responsible for most cases. Um, the intestinal lining becomes irritated and then inflamed, which hinders the absorption of water from the food waste. So in severe cases, you can also get the intestinal lining leaking water. And generally, acute diarrhea resolves after a couple of days, a day or two. Chronic diarrhea, which can last four weeks or more, um, can be caused by a range of conditions that affects the intestines. This also including inflammatory bowel disease. Okay. So what um, are the symptoms? So symptoms of diarrhea, I mean, quite, you can tell. So you get a lot of abdominal cramps, pains, urgency to go to the toilet, which if we're crossing the line again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Loperamide central. Ah, uh, yes. W- was it your joke? Yeah, yeah, it was your joke. Back in uni. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think you sent a, a Snapchat. Yeah always go yeah it's like a couple of times a day <laughs> uh frequent passing i'm loose watery feces nausea vomiting so pretty standard so and self-explanatory yeah. um diarrhea can be very dangerous for baby and young children because they are still uh they are still young very high chance they can get like dehydrations mm. uh when they get diarrhea and if they are not like sick medical attention straight away it can be deadly quite deadly yeah so yep so the causes, so about of diarrhea can be caused by a wide range of disorders, infections, and even events. So these, like we said earlier, food poisoning and gastroenteritis, uh, tropical diseases such as typhoid and chloria, uh, anxiety or emotional stress. I'm pretty sure like, you can see students outside waiting to go into an exam and it's like everyone's sort of like, yeah, I need to go to the toilet. You know, to you know who? Yes, I, I Loperamide Central? No, not me. It's oh, not, not you. Me. Not me. I'm not one of those. Who? The person that's staying in my house at the moment. Uh, is he Is he just next door? Or yeah, like he just next in, door. In, the, in the room next door. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he's a med student. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, go oh, on. Yeah. Um, overconsumption of alcohol. 
and medications, particularly antibiotics. Yeah. Because they're basically wiping out your good bacteria as well. True. Did that so, happen last Friday? Last Friday. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that was the overconsumption of alcohol. And um, no, it was all right. It's all right. It was a bit hard because I, I was back home. There was a lot of Indian food. So what do you really put it down to? Ah, uh, true. Mm. Everything. All of the above. Um. Yeah, so the common infectious agents, so contaminated food and water, are very common causes. So, you know, when you go overseas and they say, make sure you boil your water or get bottled water, that's one of the reasons why. Um, Because some of the infection, uh, infectious agents that are known to cause the diarrhea include viruses. Um, So this includes uh, calice virus, adenovirus, and rotavirus. Um, Bacteria such as the more common one like E. coli, sure a lot of people have heard of or salmonella that's my chicken that's my coast chicken chicken. oh yes the 10 day old chicken Ah, no seven days it was seven days old coast chicken just seven days was it five days either five or seven day one of those day it it was longer than what most people would yeah you don't do that don't do that (laughs) and then you've got parasites so that's like tapeworm or giardia lem Lemblia, yeah. yeah, hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, so there are a few causes of chronic diarrhea. So, for example, celiac disease, which mm-hmm. reduces the intestine ability to absorb food. Yep. Uh, that's why you have to eat all these like gluten-free stuff. Uh, chronic constipation, which is sounds weird, but the bowel is blocked by hard, impacted feces, but some liquids manage to seep past the blockage. This condition called Spurious or overflow diarrhea is more common in the elderly. Mm. You got hormone disorder such as diabetes, hyperthyroidism. So you have high thyroid level. So com- opposite to low thyroid level in the constipation, uh, cancer such as bowel cancer, yep. uh, IB, um, IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease. So including ulcerative colitis and Crohn disease, IBS as well. So they have different type constipation and diarrhea type. Uh, lactose intolerance, me, uh, inability to digest the milk, sugar, lactose. So every time I have bubble tea, I always have a lactose. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, medication. So uh, if you take too much laxative, magnesiums, uh, drugs treating hypertension, some of them are, and arthritis medication as well. So what's the treatment? So hydration, like you mentioned earlier on, especially with younger children and infants. Um, it's first line, so not medication, which is a common misconception. Yep. Um, you want to get as much water as you can. Uh, well, not over over much, but like you want to be able to refill what you've basically lost. Um, and so it activates opioid receptors in the gut walls, um, decreasing bowel motility and increasing fluid absorption. Yeah, so example of that could be uh, the gastrostop. Gastrostop, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lomotil, yep. Yeah. yeah. So those are the opioid receptors. Those are your yeah. Um, and then there's some special others as well that you can be used. It's not all the time, so you can use bulk forming laxative. So similar to the um, the bulk forming in the constipations. So if diarrhea persists, an opioid uh, anti diarrhea such as loperamide may be used as short term alongside with the bulk forming laxative as well. Uh, if you have infectious diarrhea, so when it's caused by the 
um, bacteria or virus or parasite, you have to actually go see doctors. So that's why every time people come into the pharmacy with a request for diarrhea tablets, I always check whether they've been overseas recently because most likely they get it from a travel diarrhea. So they need antibiotic or antivirals, things like that. Um, if it's bowel acid related diarrhea, then there's this medication called cholestyramine that can be used to treat as well. Um, that's constipation and diarrhea in a capsule. In the same capsule. In the same capsule. Very big capsule. Mm. Do you have anything else to eat? No, that's about it. That's very good. Um, so if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop us an email at contact at breakingthecapsule.com or on our social media. Uh, if you like it, give us a subscribe and share it to your friends as well. That will be appreciated. And we'll see you guys next week. See you then. Bye. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.